Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I am joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? Uh, Merry Christmas, Dennis. We got, yeah, I know yeah. this is this is going to be posted post-Christmas, but for us, Merry Christmas. Yeah, it's the 23rd of December. Uh, two days rec- two days until the big, the big day. We're recording a little late in the week. Uh, how was I your am- weekend? You do anything... Hope you didn't do anything too crazy. Super. Well, no, I uh, this this year, uh, Sydney goes to her mom's for Christmas, so right. she gets the first week there, and so I had a weekend without uh, my pumpkin girl, and so it's been uh, slow, I guess. You know, maybe. okay. I've been a little lazy. Just I decided to take a little bit of lazy time, but it's also Christmas time, so I had to do. Um, a little bit of Christmas shopping. I'm, I'm, I did most of my stuff online, so sure, it's, you sure. know, to be safe and all the good stuff. <clears throat> but there were still some things that I needed to, uh, to get and get take care of. So I, but they were just directly to go to those places. And unfortunately, which I won't go into, but some of those places are terrible. They just, it's, it's hard to, to like their hours are all <clears throat> messed up nowadays. Mm. They're. Um, Stock is not what it used to be because of stuff, and it's sure. So it's you know I, you know it's I know a lot of people only shop online, and I I, I definitely shopped in majority of my stuff. But some things I just had to get in person, and it's been difficult. So that's my little my little <laughs> ho hum mo complaining about this this shopping. Scene. Yeah, I I learned today that apparently we're doing stocking stuffer gifts at a ten dollar limit. Oh, um, that'd be cool. Oh, I thought we were more at like candy level of spending for that <laughs> so i might have to run to uh the supermarket tomorrow because obviously i can't get anything online now at this point um but yeah i don't i don't go anywhere except sometimes to the grocery although there are enough other adults in the house i often don't have to mm-hmm. I, so, I have a i have so it's what's weird this year i'm i'm where obviously this holidays are all weird for the world um, and, and for Thanksgiving, you, we, and I, you and I've talked about it in the past here this year, I didn't do almost anything except for, uh, my fiance and, and her, her daughter and my kid. That's all we really did this time. I'm going up to the Chicago area. That's where her, her, uh, family is, mm-hmm. uh, for a day. And we're not all seeing each other. I'm going to see just her sister and her, their kids. Um, and then do like at the, the, the sidewalk to porch type stuff with her parents sure sure uh but it's just gonna it's all so weird right it just it's all so weird that we're gonna go up there we have to maintain distance at all time we're very aware of our timing and and how long we're gonna spend up with people and how long can we stay in a place and away from people and yeah we we've had i've had a uh an unfortunate loss recently with um someone due to covid so it's even more of a uh, yeah yeah a, a big thing in, in in my mind and and you know we won't go into to the, the big details of that but i will no. say that you know dennis and i have been always supportive of being safe and taking this kind of thing seriously uh it's something that you know you you, you should overthink a little bit you know i i the fact that that shelly and i have to think about um how long are we going to be with people that we're not with normally and how long can we go just having the impatience of having masks on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, b- before we're like, ah, screw this, we'll take our masks off and risk it, which right. that's poor planning, right? 
because yeah. I know that I, I can't last so long, let's say two hours or three hours or something like that. And then I'm just going to, I'm just going to rip these thing off. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I had a, I had a conversation yeah. with my siblings about, um, Wonder Woman 84 and they're like, yeah. Oh, we could go, you know, once you're in your seat, you could, t and I'm like, no, no I'm not going to do that. If they have a policy, yeah. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to make them come to me and, and have to enforce the thing that they have clearly posted signs. Like, I don't think that's uh, uh, cool. I don't think that's very polite to uh, low wage retail workers. But well, and uh, anyway, not only that you just you should you should be you should be uh, just like do it because it's the, the yeah. good thing to do. Just right? just you know? err on the side of caution, right? Like especially in in a time like this. And I I was never that person before. You know, fairly laid back about germs and hand sanitizer yeah, and all here. that kind of stuff. But I'm like, man, it's so little effort for me to make sure to wash my hands really well between and whatever. Anyway, yeah. uh, so we've got, we've got that to look forward to in the next couple of days. So we'll probably, um, watch, watch that new wonder woman movie and maybe next yeah, week. I think, I think this next week we're going to do that. I I'm thinking. Um, yeah. Yeah. I reactivated yeah. my, uh, my HBO on, on Amazon prime so that I can, you know, not have to install another app. Um, and we're we're probably going to watch it here at least at least once. I couldn't uh, I couldn't find the details of which service to, to to subscribe to when without getting tiny bits of not spoilers but people's impressions, which is its own different kind of spoiler. Uh, yeah, in, in my sure. mind, like knowing how a story ends can almost be less impactful on how much I enjoy something than knowing somebody's reaction to it they're like like you know emotional <laughs> I, I, I high, high that, level Dennis, review I and that. i'm like i'm like oh man even fox didn't like this that's a different uh <laughs> yeah, kind of thing i, I believe that dennis <laughs> we we, we may circle back to that concept but um we've got we've got that to look forward to um and what I'm, else I'm you, a little, you played I'm a any little... new you played any new games well, I did, but I want to say something real quick. Just oh, sorry. a small little bit here. I know about that uh, the theater thing. We, you and I have had really good conversations over the last year about you know the theater and going to it and safety stuff, and we've had different opinions and ideas and thoughts, and it's been good discourse. Um, but I still have I still have a hard time with this thing. Like I think honestly, Wonder Woman eighty four is one of the first ones to really bring this up about whether you should or shouldn't go to a theater. Um, and, and I don't want to like, I don't want to, I feel like I don't want to promote going to the theater, right? Like yeah. I, yeah. I, I have said, I have said and been open about the fact that I've gone to the movie theaters. I've, I've, right. I've gone there and done that. And I do it occasionally, maybe four year, four movies this year. Um, and, uh, actually five now. Um, but the, and that's, that's big for me considering I would go five at, at least a month, if not <laughs> way more. Right. Uh, but the idea is that, um, um, I don't, I don't want pe to people to go out and watch Wonder Woman 84. I, I would think that I'd like people to go see Wonder Woman 84 in a theater, but I don't want people to go, all people to go out and watch it. Right. Right. I, I, right. I, I really, you know, I just, I don't want now, that. Now, so, now more than ever, like that's a, that's a general sentiment, right? Like it's, you, you go, yeah. you go out to where there aren't people and you find something cool and then other people find out and now it's full of people and now it's not cool anymore. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, like, it's yeah. like when, when your favorite band nobody's heard of goes mainstream right now, you, the, <laughs> right. they sell. Well, I, I mean, I, I, here's the honest way to, to gauge. And this is kind of maybe what I'm kind of trying to say. I think 
So I'm considering going to see Wonder Woman 84 in the theater. Like, so I, I don't want, that is not me promoting going out and watching it, right? Here I am on the air with people. I am not saying to go out and watch it because I did. I'm going to go and I'm thinking about it, meaning that I'm going to look for a day that's the, 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 the least amount of time where there might be people even going. Sure. Right. I'm going to drive up to the, the theater before purchasing tickets and I'm going to see what the parking lot looks like. And I tell you, the theater, you can tell there's heart, there's like 10 cars in the parking lot when right. I went the last several times. Right. right? Um, so if you go up there and you see that odds are that of the, the four movies, five movies are playing, it's going to be a very small amount. Second off, you can also walk up to the, to the, when you walk in and say, Hey, I'd like to see wonder woman 84. Is there a lot of people in there today? And they'll say, we've had, you know, three ticket sales. Yeah. Right. So, so I'm thinking about going to see wonder woman 84, but I'm going to do a lot up to that point. And if it's anything unsafe or too much, or even close to that, then I would just fall back and I'll watch it at home. Right. Right. Um, so that's a long way to say that I'm I'm kind of looking forward to to trying it and seeing it and doing whatever it did. I went and saw, as an example, I just went and saw Monster Hunter there. Hmm. That was I was not with Sid. It was by myself, and I was doing errands and stuff. And I drove by the movie theater just to see, and there was nobody in the parking lot. There was, yeah. I said, like two or three cars. Middle of the day um, was it? And it was like four thirty. Okay, so still pretty early under normal yeah. circumstances. Right, and I figure, you know, that's when, like, people go to bring their kids, and no one's bringing their kids to stuff anymore, right? You know, sure, to yeah. Uh, and they don't have very many showings at the theaters these days of anything. Right. Um, they're only open for certain times or whatever. But I drove by, and then I went and did, and uh, I saw that they had a showing at, like, 4.30. This was, like, I don't know, 3.30. I, I ran a couple errands, drove by again. There was still no one there. I did the whole walk up to the thing. Again, I didn't have any plans. It was just kind of seeing, asked them if they saw things. They said they, they did say, having said that there were two other people in there. Um, and I, that was great. They were nice. It was kind of a good thing. And I went ahead and watched it. And there was just the three of us in the, in the movie theater. Mm -hmm. um, so that was cool and safe. And I felt good about that. But it's, it's, it's a little nerve nervous with something like a big Marvel movie releasing or big a Star Wars movie or even Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. You know, that's not the same thing as a movie that's just going to draw three people in. Right. Right. So anyway, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to watch it this week. This depends on how <laughs> it gets watched. Right. 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 I, I, that leading into that, I did watch Monster Hunter short review. It's great. Um, if you expect a Monster Hunter movie, you're going to get exactly that. It's lots of monster hunting, lots of okay. big battles and action. It's and based on the video game sound. franchise. The video game franchise, yes. It's, uh, it is 100% from start to finish action, right? With okay. very little dialogue because um, none of it's needed. It's kind of like, um, well, like the Predator movies, I guess, where, where it's like you're thrown into a, at the very beginning into a dangerous situation that is dangerous all the way through. And it's the, the, the goal is just to survive. And at the end, they either survive or they don't. Hmm. Right. That, and that's the whole 90 minutes of the, of the show, um, which is cool. That's if that's what you expect. Yes. Now, if you go in there and expect someone to come through with character development and they've grown somehow <laughs> or learned a, a lesson or rekindled with loved ones. There's none of that. There's not. Yeah. I mean, they don't even attempt to try that. Why would they care? Right. It's yeah. definitely feels like what? No, what? You know, 
It's got the I can't ever say her name. Mila. She was the, on all the Resident Evil movies and such. Jo- Jovovich. That's how I say jo- it. Jovovich. Yeah. She. Yeah. And she was amazing. She is one badass woman. I'll tell you that. She is mm. super cool and awesome. Um, she should get some kind of like Screen Guild award for being total action hero lady. <laughs> I mean, you know, like Arnold and uh, Sylvester Stallone weren't great actors either, right? Right. But they right. did fantastic stuff. So anyway, yeah, fun. I, I enjoyed that. And that is one that I do not feel that I would, would be able to watch on a small screen and would be entertained at all. Sure, sure. Yeah, there, there there's no reason to watch that on my on my television. Right. Yeah, I get that. <sighs> okay. Have you um, yeah. um, played any new games? That's what I said like oh, yeah. 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Let's bring I went my little sidebar there. Uh, yeah, we... Well, you and I... Our buddy Justin... Uh, posted yeah, let's, to the let's group do that with Justin, yeah. about a new uh, Marvel mobile game, yeah. Realm of Champions, something which which confused me because I thought it was Aven- called Contest of Champions, Avengers of which is of Champions Realm. What's it called? Marvel Realm. It's Marvel Realm of Champions, and Marvel has a game out that's been out for a long time and very successful called Marvel Contest of Champions. Okay. I thought that I thought that's what it was. Have you played that one? Played I did for a little bit, not not a lot. I feel like I but, possibly did too. There was a time where I was trying a lot of these kinds of games. Yeah, I do. I think it was very much. I I believe the contest of champions game is a uh, um like a injustice mobile game, right? Okay. Where you're like fighting, punching things. Yeah. Game. This right. this isn't quite like that. This is more like a moba, um, a mobile moba. Except um, no 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 people. Except you. no creeps, yeah. So it's yeah. so it's like a uh, an isometric perspective, like a mm-hmm, s- mm-hmm. sort of top down camera, um, and some kind of team match. From what I've seen, I think there's a co op that you unlock at some point. Uh, I did, I did, I, but I, I enjoy the co op. The the matches I've seen are three versus three or three teams of two, two versus two versus two, and it's a sort mm-hmm. of area control. Uh, for me personally, I don't think I've leveled past the point of mobile games do this and it's not really obvious so that you don't know. But I think many mobile games for the first X number of levels, um, their matchmaking is fake and you're still playing against <laughs> yeah. AIs. Um, yeah. They'll give them, you know, random generated names like uh, like real players, but you're playing yeah. against bots, which is why you always win and you feel good going into the game and like maybe you'll spring <laughs> for that five dollar special bundle pack with all the captain america armor <laughs> right 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 uh and so it's you have the the setup of this game is that there are what 10 characters like at, base at characters? most at most i feel at like most. they're like six or eight between six yeah and maybe eight. even less than that um, um and, you, they're, and they're not like captain america or they're like captain america arc i mean it's got a whole story so it yeah, it's, it's like, like the archetype of each of the, well, not Avengers, because like there's a yeah, there's an Iron X-Men Man, there's a Hulk, there's Cap, there's um, Black Panther that's female. Um, there's a Doctor Strange. There's a female Doctor Strange. There's Storm, and are there any more than that? Well, here's the, here's the small anyway. setup for this, so so that we kind of understand when you're talking about characters. So uh, here's the big thing. I guess the hook to this game that's not not that your normal Marvel game where you're not playing Captain America, Spider-Man or whatever, like we, in Marvel's Avengers oh, Spider-Man's from one. EA. It's um, 
Um, so in comic books, a couple years ago, uh, in Marvel comic books, they did this mashup of worlds where, I don't know, magic and science, crazy things happen in comic books. And all of the, the comic book worlds were all smashed together into one world, like all the different alternate realities and sure, such. Sure. Um, and science be damned, right? It's just whatever it is. And it was a, it was a way to allow weird um, alternate realities of characters to exist in the same world. Like you would have a vampire Romanian time set in the 18th century. Um, and then they'd go, if you traveled far enough in that country, you'd run into the, the old Western world where Captain America was fighting dinosaurs. And they could exist in the same world. Right. It's really weird. Think okay. of it as a patchwork. And that's what this is set in. Like, so this is set in that, like, for example, Storm has blue skin. She is a Cree. So she's not an oh. X-Men. You're not actually like playing blue. Storm from the X-Men. You're playing a, a version of Storm. And mm-hmm. when you're playing uh, Spider-Man, you're not playing Spider-Man, Peter Parker or Miles Morales or anything. You're playing a spider person and they yeah, have different like gears and web stuff. spinner or something it's called. Yeah, so so you're not like that's their kind of excuse to say we can you can wear all the different things you want and have your own look and have your own stuff and not be like Peter Parker or Spider-Man or be contained to the comic book outfits. Sure. Right? Um anyway, this game has a lot has a lot centered on its looks, right? Like it's Yeah. it's aesthetic. It, your whole goal is to get whatever you cool outfits you like and level those up. Right. I mean, it's still gear that gives you power, but it's aesthetic gear that appears. I mean, just like most MMOs. Um, Yeah. This game, nothing jumped out at me really either positively or negatively. Um, It had about the normal amount of, uh, you know, money, cash shop, in-app purchases, pay to win, whatever you want to call that. Um, It didn't seem any less or more than than any other mobile game that i've played it is a uh a portrait or a landscape mode game as i don't mm-hmm. our buddy trotsky talks about that like do you hold the phone normally or do you hold it sideways this is definitely yeah. a sideways game um yeah. it's actiony so you do the fake uh a joystick on the left that is the that is the worst part for me and I the sort of tappy thing on the right mm-hmm. which is what reminded me of um the MOBAs, like I played those a couple of years ago. The, a couple of the big, there's one that's almost as big as, I mean, I'm sure it's not almost as big as League of Legends, but it's huge. You know, yeah, champion. I don't. It has some strike e- equally generic name, but um, yeah. I think it was like strike or something like that. Some weird thing that sounds familiar too. But yeah. uh, anyway, um, so it has that, which is not. My favorite thing, it's more action-y than, than I usually go for in mobile games because I don't, you know, I don't commute anywhere. Like, I only have brief windows of time to mm-hmm. do anything on my phone, and I'm usually not playing games. So um, I, I will say it has very short session times. Yeah, like the, I, the, matches are, really the matches are pretty short. It's, I mean, you know, who knows, question mark, with that whole bots thing, but... Even once once you're into the game, it's not more than a couple minutes, you know, in and out, I, I'm, which is I'm, big. I'm, I believe I'm playing humans now because okay. definitely playing bots for a while. And I, I'm starting to play humans now because it's going back and forth with, like, who controls the center. And mm. some characters definitely better than others. Like, like there's, oh, man, that storm is just kicking our butt type thing. Right. Um, and um, 
matches are lasting about twice as long as they did with the bots, but still fairly short. Sure. And, and when I say short, a couple minutes, like you said, right? Yeah. At most. Um, I, I'm, I, I tried it. I couldn't stand it with the tapping of the screen. I have a, I just yeah. can't do on-screen controller stuff. I went ahead and hooked up my PlayStation controller to it, and it was much, much better. Oh, okay. Um, much better. And um, I, there's just so many things that needed to be a little bit more precision stuff, especially mm-hmm. when you're playing not the basic guys like Iron Man and, and Hulk. When you start playing Storm, I I played Storm and um, uh, Black a, Panther There's and a fair Spider-Man. amount of aiming. Yeah, like you, you want to aim and shoot yeah. at the guy to because Spider-Man's all about controlling the battlefield. So you want to... And then Storm's about healing. So not healing, uh, not Storm. Um, the Doctor Strange is about healing. Strange, so you want to position yeah. your your heals. Um, and you, I just could not do that precise at all on there. But I did with my controller, pretty pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, which which was better. And and I will say, when I got the characters that were were locked, unlocked, um, which is kind of nice actually. I just by naturally playing the game over not even a week, but we've had like four or five days. Yeah, you get those meta achievements that unlock those free heroes. Yeah, I, I and you get enough of the in-game currency that I've unlocked all of the guys but one for free. I've not paid anything to it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So the only and I, and I, I just watched the video on Spider-Man because I didn't unlock him. Hmm. Um. But the uh. But so you can pretty much unlock every character for free, and I know that playing it for another couple a week or two, I'll unlock the Spider-Man one for free as well. Um, and, and also you can now I found out you can you can unlock the 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 Captain America one too. Just play at weekend events. They have different game modes on the weekend. Mm. Sure, um, sure. Which is fine. I mean, it's, it sounds cool. Um, and I saw when I unlocked those extra characters that they are much more finesse characters. Like the ones you just mm. started was very. It made the game very boring playing Hulk and Iron Man. Right. It was it was just like shoot 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 hit 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 shoot shoot. It was no big deal. But when you're playing the healer or the control characters like you can you really start to play this like okay i need to go to the outside of the battlefield i need to wait till he comes around that corner web shoot him he'll sit and be you know totally incapacitated while mm-hmm. my storm character wrecks him right right uh, and then i then and i saw a team get together and do that and totally wrecked me and i thought oh i see how this game becomes more than just the basic boring stuff yeah it's is that that for me i don't know yeah that's the whole i mean overwatch is not very different from this but that's the moba kind of thing i remember my buddy telling me back when i played guild wars which has been 20 years ago or something um not quite like 15 but um the he and the other guys in our in our wow guild they talked about dota right when it was still uh that game map on warcraft 3 and he's like people talk about this it's like the you know the video game with the most like team like where the team cooperation is the is the biggest factor like even more so than than pvp in guild wars because the guild wars one was all about pvp it was eight versus eight i think they had some 4v4s and Everything, all the pools, like health pools and stuff, were really tight. And so you had to, like, spike. You had to coordinate everybody's attack at the same time, or the healers would just, you know, heal them back up. Um, and so, yeah, in, like, Heroes of the Storm, it's it's 100% that way. You're like, you don't just use your heroic ability whenever you want. Like, you wait until 
you know, one of your teammates uses his and he has them all locked down or you wait until the enemy has um, used their big defensive cooldown and then, you know, you coordinate, you you, you don't, you try when you're in matchmaking without yeah, voice comes. But com- when I play Overwatch, that's competitive huge. players like you coordinate. You're like, OK, we're here. This is our target. Everybody, you know, does their their thing and we'll and we'll take them down. And of course, you're not going to see that kind of at least you are you or I are not going to see that kind of play in a mobile game. Um, yeah, I'm sure that there are teams of, you know, 15 year old Asian kids somewhere who are going to play right. with voice comms and stuff. But um, right. Man, yeah, I, it's... when I when I do when I do that on, in Overwatch, occasionally I'll, I'll be playing. I, I've always said I'm a middling character player. I'm good, but not great. I'm not bad, but I'm not wonderful. Mm. And man, so I'm I'm playing. I'll play on the competitive, and it will it, it ladders you right. You put it on. It, you play about with your kind of same amount of people over a while or skill sure, level. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. But occasionally you get those those ones that'll just rick roll you through, um, and you'll get those people that, like you said, they would use all their meta or their ultimates at the same time. And you're like, you don't see them on the map. All of a sudden, your team's just like just totally control the map, and then. In one fell swoop, they come in and de- decimate you, and then for the rest of the game, they're just in control. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and and you see them do their, oh, I, that guy's ultimate is useless. But then all of a sudden, he uses it, and the other person uses theirs, and the other person uses theirs. And you're like, oh man, that's just you're like, oh, I just been destroyed by a team that's probably talking to each other, right? Right? Yeah. Which is so so weird. Anyway, this game this game I think has definitely has that potential. Um, I like sometimes the mindless of some of these free-to-play games sure i just don't care um i don't know i'll keep playing for this for a week or two and see uh but it feels like it's got a weird cap of interest to me like i don't yeah i think the little bitty pieces of items on the gear doesn't seem enough to drive me to want to keep keep unlocking more playing keep unlocking yeah the the roster of heroes feels really shallow it's not like i compare it to injustice which is not the same at all right injustice is a fighting game but another you know uh comic book character thing but like you could in injustice you could unlock the same characters from different runs right so you'd get yeah. like the arkham harley quinn and the and the new yeah. 52 harley quinn and you know all, like there was always this this carrot of some character to unlock and there would be, you know, holiday events where, or not necessarily holidays, but they would do events where you, you'd have to grind through the four levels of these things, kind of like seasons in Diablo. And if you did all of that, then you unlocked this character that was gold, you know, tier and all, like there was always something to do almost too much. It's like, I tried to play um, the sequel and it had that thing where, the games are energy based, right? That's pretty typical. Oh, actually, that, that I actually don't know if this one has that, but like you can't play endlessly, right? You'll run out of energy. Yeah. Right. And in those in, are the worst. Yeah. In Injustice Two, they had so many like reward energy things that within my first like I'd played for twenty minutes and I had like three times the cap of energy, and I'm like, yeah, this is just. You know, my first impulse is to, you know, use that to play to burn it down so that it gets yeah. to where it's, it's, you know, it's timing up, it's regenerating. Because if it's, yeah. if it's capped, you're 
you know, you could be earning energy and you're not, right? It's that whole yeah. video game chores thing. But I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to play whatever 50 games it's going to take me to get this down below the cap. And by the time I do, my account will have leveled three more times and I'll have even more. I'm like, forget this. <laughs> right. I'm not, this, is, yeah, that, this is too much. They're just, you know, it's different uh, ways these companies are trying different stuff. And, you know, sure. I, I applaud them for trying new tactics. I, I will say that several of the Marvel games... The the sorry, several of the successful Marvel games, uh, free to play ones on mobile, have really gotten. If they've gotten any cri- uh, criticism, it's been that uh, to actually play characters has been uh, the worst part. Like I really, if you really want to play Harley Quinn, and you have to spend thirty dollars to even unlock her as a base character, or you have to do loot boxes for years to to get her, it's it's the worst part of these games. Um, so. Uh, I think maybe this one is trying to do where you can have all the characters. You do get the characters pretty easy. I, I don't know, though, if that's... I don't know. I don't, I don't know what... I, I'm going to give them a little credit for trying something new on that. Or it's, maybe, who knows? Maybe they're just like, they rushed it to, to production. It's, and it's brand new. More. Like, maybe they're going to add more heroes to it. Who knows? Yeah. Well, and I don't know if that's their... Maybe that's not their carrot. You know, maybe their carrot on the stick is 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 just the gear looks and the different aesthetic. cosmetics, right? But uh, right now, I will say that there is there's not a lot of incentive. I don't want them to go where characters are, but I don't know otherwise. I don't know what else would be an incentive to drive me to, for people to, to, keep to be more. Yeah. yeah. I, I, on the other side, I, I, it sounds like you hadn't played the co-op. I enjoy the co-op a lot. It's uh. You have a, a central crystal, and there are waves of robots or whatever, or different whatever the character. I, the, I did try it once. I tried that. Yeah, once. and it's it's synth so that uh, if you play this one mode, you get things to level up your gear, like mats. And if you play this other mode, you get stuff to level up your character. Mm-hmm. Which that took a while, long enough for me to just figure out all the darn currencies. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I found myself yesterday logging on to play to get mats for my character to level up. But I thought, why? I mean, what's what's the point here? I'm just going to be fighting, doing the same thing, just at a higher level. Like, just because I have 100 more hit points doesn't mean I'm any better. I'm playing with other people who have also 100 more hit points. Yeah, it scales. I I had that thought every time I like went through and replaced and upgraded all my gear. I'm like, okay, well, when my when my power level was 30, I was getting matched up against like 25 to 35s. Now my power yeah. level is 180, and I'm going to be matched with people from 160 to 200. Like, nothing changed. Like, I've just upgraded into a higher bracket. Yeah, no, nothing changed, right? I, that's the real problem here is that with that game. There's also um, no um, There's no campaign, is there? Not that I saw, anyway. No, there's no campaign. I, I know there's... So I did see something that maybe they're going to. There, there was a tab, and later on in Unlock, they, they make kind of a little pop-up deal about it, how things called synergies, where you can, your gear has set bonuses, which aren't obvious when you look at them. Um, so if I have two pieces of Planet Hulk gear, it gives me extra 1,000 hit points and 10% battle damage or something, right? Sure, uh, and if I have three sets, it does that. So it's it's one. That I think they're playing the uh, the set bonus game with some of this. Mm-hmm. Okay, you you want to try to farm a thing get so that you can get magic. Yeah, set. you want to get the two piece set plus the three piece set of that, and, and maybe that's what they're going with. Um, but in, unless it's more than just 
hit points or, you know, plus power or something, it's not going to make any of a difference. It's got to be things like it gives you an ability or a, a spell effect or make Storm's hair bigger. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I did unlock so, yeah. 80s, 80s storm hair. <laughs> That's great. That was fun. Yeah. I said, I'll, I'll give it another week or so of casual play and see if that changes or gets any better. Yeah. Um, yeah. But And it's free, so you can't uh, hurt to download it. It's free to play. Yeah. yeah. Check it out if it sounds interesting to you. The weird, weird part about that is that I didn't even hit the paywall and I'm already feeling this way. Right. Like I don't feel. Right. Right. That's That's the worst. Yeah. Not, uh... All right. Hey, so I want to kind of switch over. To, I know we've got a movie to talk about this week, but there's a show that I had to start watching last week. Can we talk about The Stand a little bit first? Sure. And we've got a lot to talk about this week. but Yeah, um, we we talked about the book. You know, I, I read the book. Yep. You saw the miniseries. Yep. So both of us uh-huh. are, are kind of familiar with this, um, with this property. Um, yep. If you've not read or watched... Uh, either the new or the old uh, iteration of The Shining, um, we might get into story spoilers here, so I'm going to hit the bell. Bing. Um, It was interesting to listen to last week's podcast episode after watching this this first episode of The Stand and sort of skimming through the reviews, uh, aside from one guy who gave it one star because Amber Heard is still in it. Um, <laughs> okay. Which is a whole thing about her. Was she, was she in the first episode? No, she remember. wasn't even in the first episode. So I'm like, <laughs> yes, she's still in the cast, but we haven't met her yet. Anyway. Okay. Um, we talked about last week on the podcast, how they are not telling this story in the same linear chronological way that the book is written. Yeah. And, that was a frequent complaint by the reviewers on IMDb. They're like, oh, it's mm-hmm. all over. Like, if you don't know, and it's it's hard. It's the sort of curse of knowledge thing because I'm seeing, you know, the movie open with them uh, hauling body into the movie. The episode open with them moving bodies around. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly what this is and when it is. We're going to get yeah. a immediate res flashback, you know, yeah. five months earlier. And then as stuff's happening... I already know everything that's going on because I just listened to it last last year. Like maybe not as much as somebody, you know, I'm sure pe- there are forums of Stephen King fans, whatever, who have read it seven times and and stuff like that. I'm not one of those, but it's the the high level is is still fresh in my mind. Um, yeah. I I wonder if I'm a little bit more um, tolerant of this because I watched The Witcher. Hmm. Like The Witcher was. It's almost a crime the way that they did their flashbacks <laughs> from and stuff. from episode to episode, and suddenly you're like forty years in the future, and Yennefer and looks back the same, and, then and you have no idea. Yeah, and and every timeline is different. And there are watching. there are several yeah. characters that don't age, like inexplicably. Yeah, like some of them, like you understand criminal. why Yennefer doesn't age, and you sort of understand why Geralt doesn't age. But uh, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it's that 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 show was criminal with its timeline, and this one maybe I. I didn't mind it. I guess I'm wearing trays. I didn't mind it. And yeah, maybe I because mean, I've watched everywhere, like that. everywhere that the time frame changed, I feel like in, you know, remembering back to it, it's been four or five days since I saw it. Um, yeah. It all seemed pretty like if you're watching, if you're not like, you know, mm-hmm. playing a game on your phone and looking up every couple minutes, which is a, you know, yeah. you'd have this problem with any show. If you're watching visually, you see yeah. five months earlier and then yeah. the the sort of tag at the end 
uh, you can tell from the progression of, of Franny's pregnancy that yeah. it's in the future, right? Sometime possibly almost as far forward as as where the episode starts, which would make sense, sort of bookend it in the same time. Yeah. And of course, the book diehards don't like that. They're like, oh, it's confusing to jump around. And I'm like, I was never confused. I could see how somebody unfamiliar with the books maybe could be confused. But when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, there are not a lot of answered questions, but I think you're really getting all the information that you need so far. It's basically just, you know, unlike the book, which sets up and establishes like the guy in the truck who crashes into the gas station and all of those other guys with uh, Marsden at the at the gas station, the old old timers, like yeah. all of those characters are introduced in the books and they don't matter sure. really in the they story. Um, you don't really need uh, the guy in the truck's whole backstory. Like, obviously, I don't even remember his name. Um, right. You know, you're getting three very important characters here. Stu Redmond, Franny Goldsmith and and Harold 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 um, Lauder. Yeah, that, I, I agree. I don't. I don't think that I had any problems knowing time when it was happening. I, there wasn't even one time where I felt confused at which when something was happening. Yeah, I mean, even um, the at all. the gas station scene is one of the earliest things that you see in the book narratively. And in the show, it's shown in an interrogation flashback. They're like, oh, who else was there when you were at the gas station doing contact tracing, which is kind of awkward yeah. in, in this time. Right. But you're like, okay, sure, yeah, that's as much... That's as much of that story, that narrative, that we really needed, right? Is like, this is where he came in contact with it. And and one of the major, um, like, patient zero kind of things for Captain Trips. And that's really all you need to know. I, I Side note, I, I chuckled at whatever your, your beliefs are on contact tracing. Mine has always been a little bit skeptical. My, my favorite part about that was the line that he says, like, you know, who were you with? He's like, does it matter? I can tell you who I was with, but he went like for 40 minutes between here and there and yeah. every gas station, everything. You, you think me telling you this is going to help in any way? Right, right. Just the, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. just the enormity, enormity of the task. Um, yeah, there's no way, right. Other, otherwise, um, it, it all seemed, it all seemed fine to me. Um, I liked it. I, I, re- I enjoyed it. I, I, I really I felt- like, um, I like this actor. All of, I mean, we've seen James Marsden in several things. He's always kind of the yeah. same sort of, but that's yeah, that's sort of my recollection recollection of the Stu Redman character. Like he's not, yeah, no, he's not he super feels... complicated. Um, no, and and he Marsden seems to be like a perfect casting for that. Yeah, right? yeah, and um, the girl playing uh, Franny is really good mm-hmm. too. Like she seems. Just about right. Like she's kind of tough, but she's still pretty young and pretty vulnerable. Yeah. Not not super vulnerable. Like she's she sort of stands up to Harold a little bit. And I mean, you got to cast a good villain. And and Harold is an interesting villain. But um, his like his stuff in the tag was great. I was like, boy, that's that's how it's described in the books when they get to that part of the story. Is like he he seems this way. But the people who have known him, the you know, in this what's left of the survivors, which is basically just Franny, um, is always a little suspicious. Just like he's he seems like he's changed, 
but there's a thing authors do well where they'll say that someone's smile doesn't reach their eyes or doesn't touch yeah. their eyes. I don't know if you've ever read that. That's a thing that I feel like I read a lot in fiction or maybe just fantasy fiction. They're like, someone's smiling, but the smile didn't touch their eyes. It's a way of yeah. saying it's a fake smile. But if you're not really yeah. paying attention, you won't know that. Right. And he does, he does that a lot there at the end. At the and end. Right? And it's, it's, I'll see you after dinner. It's pretty perfect. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, I thought the character, I don't know, I felt story-wise, and we've only got one, one in here, um, is that uh, I felt pretty happy. I remember it's been 20, 30 years, whatever, since it came out that I watched that miniseries, um, that I don't remember them spending a whole lot of time on telling you how the virus got out and anything about the virus, um, because that wasn't the point, never was. Um, and, and I watched a lot of The Walking Dead, and mm-hmm. they don't spend hardly any time on it. And, you know, you barely get to, to know anything about what happened to make the world go to pot and the process to that. This whole first episode felt pretty satisfying with that. Like, I yeah, the, I got it. The I got book, the whole thing about it. The book gives you all of this. And I think you get that there's like a newscaster or something. But, like, all of that is in the book. They're like, there's this guy here and the, the CDC out of out of Atlanta and uh, you, Samred, and all those guys are reporting uh stuff and they're trying to cover it up and the because it's a bioweapon being developed by the u.s and um again for the purposes of the story and the people you don't need any more than just the high level uh sort of overview i did also appreciate that they did the numbers right they're like yeah like harold and and franny are like have you seen anybody else so it's so it's just two of us out of our whole town and who knows how big their town is, but even if it's right. a small town like the one near me that's like maybe 2,000 people, you're like, yeah, that's well over 99% casualty rate. Yeah. Um, right. It's going to do that to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and uh, it, it just – it felt very – I felt good. I don't feel now that I need I, – and I always do in these, some of these movies. I, I have this weird need to know like how it happened. You know, it, it, It's almost like – I can't believe that there's no no plausibility to this whole show unless you tell me a reason why this could be possible. <laughs> you know, it's just a weird thing with me. But um, when they give it to me, I which they did in this one, I felt very satisfied. Like you said, it was high level enough, but it was still they literally showed the moment that it was exposed and got out of the lab and how it got out of the lab. And I thought that was great. That's all I needed to know. Now I'm ready to watch the rest of the series without having to worry about that. Right. 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 And, and which was even greater. I loved the the shot of um, the the cowboy boot holding the door open for the, the guy to escape, <laughs> right? The thing, which, oh, yeah. you, know, you know, it's going to be... Subtle foreshadowing, right? Subtle foreshadowing, which I, I, I've been a little hesitant to uh, see what um, the Skarsgård guy from um, mm. the Vampire Show will be as, as the big bad guy. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but they had his little bit of his reveal there at the end, and it, it looked pretty good. Just his look looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, um, or was that in a dream flashback or something? I can't remember, but it's, it's dreams because that's a, that's from the books too. Like a bunch of the characters are having the same dream and they don't find out for a while that it's this sort of supernatural calling they're getting from mother Abigail. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I liked it. I, I enjoyed that first episode. It's, it's enough that I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Um, and, and again, we're, we're, we're faced with the whole, um, 
weekly release schedule as opposed to all dumping. And and for the moment, it, it feels a little frustrating that I can't go to the next one when I'm kind of want to watch it because mm-hmm. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. But I, I I am appreciating the the time to breathe and to put it to find a point on it to like talk to you about it. Yeah, to, right? to think it, about it, it to talk about to it say, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, did you see that cowboy boot type thing? That was well done and. Um, and to digest it a little bit. And if you've got a good series, a good show that, that, that does that kind of thing, then it, it's given its, its time to breathe. And I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm also watching a show um, that uh, our buddy Justin recommended, not recommended, but mentioned again, called Lovecraft Country. Um, I've heard that. It's yeah. It seems like one that I would kind of want to talk to somebody about every episode after I watch each one because, it, you know, they're full hour and it's very Mm -hmm. like it's it's horror but not not like full horror like there was a moment in the third episode where i was like i don't know if i want to watch this right before i go to bed that's a real creepy looking ghost (laughs) thing um and weird haunted house stuff which is always tricky if they don't follow you know rules right you don't know where the dramatic tension is and it's very it's set in the 50s i believe maybe late 50s yeah maybe even 60s i don't know i should probably check that but um all of the protagonist main characters are african-american in this era and so they're surrounded by you know racist neighbors racist cops racist states and counties they can't pass through um and it's all you know kind of difficult to watch because you know, it's like these characters are getting it from both ends, right? Like they're being sort of haunted and chased by these monsters and ghosts and Lovecraft kind of st- stuff. And then they're also suffering racial persecution. And I'm like, Ugh. this is emotionally <laughs> draining to watch. Man, the, the 50s, as an aside, the 50s are such a a uh, weird time in our world. And when you set things in the, in the 50s, it's it, it lets you mine that Me- meaning that um, the fifties were a time when reporting on things started to become much more mainstream all the time. Like, sure. sure. There was always presses and, and, t- and even TV before the fifties, but it's it, during that time is when we start to, to realize that there's a lot going on in the world all the time that uh, we didn't, we know thought about. we're aware of like, like, you know, kidnapping people and serial killers and, you know, uh, hate hate and racist and hangings and things like that but you know if you didn't live in mississippi in the 1920s you didn't necessarily know about all the lynchings that happened every day yeah right but in the 50s the world starts to kind of become aware of it kind of just barely at the beginning right uh so you know it's funny when you set shows or settings are set in the 50s it's when we know that something bad shady things are happening but not quite everything Right. right, right. So th- th- it's always very. It seems like a spooky decade <laughs> to, to put yeah, things in. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's it's frustrating to watch because you're you know, obviously I have no sense or or concept of what of what it was like to live in that time under that or you know in in any kind of persecution that people are still undergoing now in various yeah, parts yeah. of the world. But um, you get this you get this like there are these characters in a, in a house, you know, they bought a house and their neighbors are sort of like sieging them with their cars and putting signs in their yard and, 
and stuff like that. And you're like, there's nothing they can do because the police are on their other side. Like they can't call the police. Right. And they can't, they can't fight because there are like 10 of them and 30, you know, neighbors, white neighbors. And even if they did, you know, what would they do? Shoot a cup and then the cops would shoot them. Like, you know, there's no, they're, they're completely backed into a corner. Um, and it's, well, I mean, it's sort of, I've been sort of chatting with our buddy Fox who hadn't seen it and kind of wondering, I'm like, what, how, how am I supposed to feel about all this, all of these racial themes in this show? And I hadn't really planned on getting into this on the, on the air, but, um, I think now that I'm talking about it, which goes back to your thing about talking about shows, I'm starting yeah. to convince myself that it's intentionally part of the theme because that's how protagonists in horror movies feel, right? There's there's no... And, yeah. you know, a lot of them you watch and you're like, oh, they're doing the wrong thing, right? They're going into the house when they should go into the woods or they're going to the woods and they should go in the house and why don't they just call the cops or, you know, maybe they cut the phone lines or something like that. But you get... <laughs> right, the, yeah. Like the character gets boxed in, gets backed against the wall. Um and Man, you do not seem like a, a horror movie guy, Dennis. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not at all. <laughs> um, I'm kind of in a lull of shows to watch, and I've been. <laughs> and this is the one you picked up. I so. mean, I had it, and I had started. I'd watched the first episode several weeks, maybe even a couple months ago, and so I still yeah. have it on my like viewed list. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. I've been working on this quilt that I mentioned, and I'm. Up, oh right. Yeah. I'm up to the yeah. stages where there is a lot of like stuff to do by hand um yeah. and you know was kind of a little burned out on the audiobook I'm listening to and I'm like oh I should put on something you know that I can just kind of listen to and so I watched a couple episodes of <laughs> original Star Trek and I'm like okay I'm gonna, I need to I need to change this up a little bit and uh you know so watch this watch another episode of the hundred which I think is almost done but has that kind of CW campy teenager stuff um, yeah, yeah. which is fine, but our buddy's on said he finished it and really liked it. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should give that another shot. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I, so I, yeah, I finished all of that. Yeah. Uh, I finished up last week and I finished up the second season of Cobra Kai. Hmm. Um, I, I did binge watch that one all, uh, all the way through the whole season. It's very bingeable. And, um, season three is coming out, I think next month. Uh, one of the things that prompted me to do it, but it's just one of those I, I hadn't and, I won't talk much about it because it's the same review that I gave season one. Glowing, great, I love it. It's it's a good series. It's it's wonderful. Good feelings. Uh, mm. So, and I feel the same way about season after season two. So it's one of those. I'm really nice. A nice series that I think I've invested myself in, and I'm happy I've done so. Uh, it there's nothing to. It's weird. There's nothing to be disappointed about as long as they keep doing what the stuff that they're doing. There's nothing that like, I, oh, there's a big reveal going to happen or a big it's leading up to something. And then either I'm disappointed or I'm really excited. It's just all very much. Every episode is nice. Hmm. Right. So yeah, I enjoy my time watching the show. So that one, I, I did that one. And I, I did yesterday restart Vikings again. I know I keep talking about this. The like that's the History time. Channel show. Yeah, it's on Amazon now. Um, right. And I watched season one. I've watched season one before. It's kind of separate. Cause season two happens, and then it, like they skip ahead something like five years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always the problem I always had with it, and I've always stopped at season two, 
is one of my favorite characters. I I like Ragnar, the main character, mm-hmm. and then but I loved his wife, yeah. who was like the shield maiden girl. L- Lagertha. She is amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's what was said again. Lagertha. Her Lagertha. That's it. I love that. I love the actress. I love the character. She's strong and awesome and amazing. And she was like my number two. And there was a mm-hmm. lot of really interesting characters. And then the opening episode of season two wrecks those two characters. Oh, like, is that where they're like separated and she's in another village? Well, yeah. I mean, I, okay. I haven't got that far because I got every time. This is the third time trying to go through this series. Every time I watch this episode, I get so upset with mm. it that I have to quit watching the series. <laughs> I mean, so I'm not telling, going to tell the whole story of Vikings, but these two characters, all you're getting to know is that I like these two characters who are married. Right. Um, and are kind of like a power couple type thing that they're, they're good and they're, well, it's debatable whether they're good, but they're, they're Vikings, but you know, they're Vikings. Right. But, but they're, they're good Vikings. They're a good couple type things. Sort so of. anyway, um, yeah. And, um, he, he's uh, he does at the very beginning like he, i guess he goes off which they don't tell you he goes off on one of his raids or visiting somewhere else and he sleeps with this an, another princess lady right mm, yeah and like one time and he comes up and uh the wife finds out about it so first off you got a guy that you like is the hero guy and immediately commits he's, adultery he's without you even seeing or knowing about it right yeah they don't they don't tell you lead up or show they just start with the season with like oh yeah um it's, by the way it's off screen uh, so you don't even get to watch yeah, you don't even get to know like why did he do it? <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, right. Was there yeah, a thing? You don't get right? the it, or no, you don't, there are other sort of political like the the Rob Stark thing in uh, in Game of Thrones exactly. where he comes back with a different with a different wife. It, which, it just feels like it's completely off with this character, like the guy that you that you feel is in love with his wife, that they are a perfect couple together, they do things together, and all of a sudden he now cheats, and he's very nonchalant about it, mm. like it doesn't matter. Yeah, right? and, it's and, like the uh, he'll, ne- he'll it's like the power is getting to yeah. him. Yeah, but it, it happens in one episode right away, and it just destroys them. Then she comes into town. This other lady who is beautiful and gorgeous, and Lagertha is also pretty, pretty, pretty and, yeah, and yeah. attractive. But she's uh, so she comes in and she's pregnant, and then right uh, the main character, the guy who is now evidently your hero character, is now an adulteress or adulterer. Um, is uh, deciding to take the, take this woman and this unborn child over his entire family, right? And he chooses them, and he wants yeah. to he wants to have this three way marriage. Arc. I think yeah, I and it, it and out. it immediately takes this hero that is not what you thought was led to believe the entire first season. Now he's just this completely different character, and he's a terrible person. And she leaves, which you're like. But this is the re- the core of the show, and they just ripped that whole core of the show apart mm-hmm. in one episode for no reason. Right. And it's always made me stop. So that's where I'm at. I watched it yesterday. I'm stealing myself against that, <laughs> and, and I'm going to continue to watch. This show has gone on for, what, like six seasons or something. It's been going on um, a while, yeah. It's got a lot of popular following. A lot of people love it. Uh, so I'm going to, you know, if I can, like I did with Game of Thrones, if I can get through this part, this mental block I have, maybe I can like the show again. <laughs> oh, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. It's hard when you like, when you like characters, they're just fictional beings. Well, that's, <laughs> I, I said that something, I don't remember what we watched, but you know, if, if a character does something that, you know, you have a, an emotional reaction to, if you're angry at them or something, that means the character was well written maybe not angry well, that seems like an easy 
thing to do, but um, you know, like it's the character is real to you. Right. Yes. And so you're, and you're, and I think that's the thing that bothers me is that, is that it, it, when they do that kind of a thing that's completely off character, it, it pulls me out of the show. Sure. Yeah. That's right. The, that's like the other part of it. Writers. Like if you, if you know, you know, I mean, I, I would assume most intelligent people know that fiction is written and not real, but if it's well-written, right, you're, you're, you have verisimilitude, right? Like you believe all of it. That's real. You believe that, um, um, shoot, I can't remember the actor's name. Never mind. Um, you know, you believe these these Vikings are real and that they're actually sailing a ship and they're actually raiding these monasteries and all the things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you believe these characters are real. And so when stuff like that happens, then you're either, you're angry at that character, right? Like, how could you do yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Or if you, you know, think a lot about, uh, you know, fiction and and whatever production entertainment production kind of stuff you, you immediately go to the writers right you're like how could you you've been writing this character for a couple of years and you're gonna have him do this like do you even what what you know just to just for a shock value like what you know you get real suspicious and yeah you never know like writers have a plan from at least you hope they have a plan if they're not you hope they have a plan right if they're not the guys who finished game of thrones um <laughs> i i like the little snide that it's side mark it's here. like um <laughs> it's a little bit like playing D D. um one of the yeah. things that i did while working on that quilt is i watched more matt colville videos and he has a whole video about um dms trying to get the players to surrender right you're like oh you'll bring in these guys and they're such high level they'll do so much damage that the players should surrender and then you cut to a prison scene where you can do this and this and he's like in my experience, all the games I've ever played or DM'd never ever have the players surrendered. Like because <laughs> yeah, not, not, because right. it's not real. The players are not trying to tell a story. They came yeah. to roll dice and fight with their yeah. with their cool guys. They came to be and, heroic. And if they die, they figure, well, this is the ending that I have. Right? Right, right. <laughs> um yeah. and they're like <laughs> so silly. You know, they the players don't know that them surrendering is in service to this story. Like if I'm writing a movie and I want my protagonist to surrender and end up in jail, I just write it and do it. And then that leads to him escaping or somebody rescuing him. Like it's in service of the story, mm-hmm. but your players in D and D don't know that just like your audience doesn't know that in a show. You're like, is that, you know, are we working toward some kind of redemption and reunion arc or, and I don't remember cause it's been too long since I watched that show. And what I did yeah. watch of it, I watched pretty quickly, like one, night you know like two a night for a couple of months or a couple yeah. of weeks anyway um and so i don't remember any of those details so i couldn't spoil it even if i wanted to for you but um. man I, I i i'm hoping that it does and and that's that's my thing is that i think i have a i have a problem that when i get too taken out of that something like that that i it will jettison me from a series sure sure it's Absolutely. only happened a couple times but it's it's been enough that i i can't I can't handle it. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> more often, so more often for me, what happens with shows is I just, I just get bored. Like I forget that they sure. exist and won't, uh, won't go well, back to them. And it, suddenly there my, are my... three or four seasons I haven't seen, and I'm like, uh, do I want right. to go back and continue watching definitely. Castle? Right. Oh my god. My 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 most famous one is definitely the, the Ned Stark thing. Like when 
that I got halfway through the first season of Game of Thrones and someone spoiled to me what happened in Ed Stark. And I was so upset about it <laughs> that I just I just canceled the series from then on and never watched it for like four years later. Nice, nice. I, I read the book, so I, I knew that was coming. Out. But um. Yeah, I see if I'd, if I'd have been invested and I read the book and that happened, I would have thrown it against the wall. Now, I don't do that, but... Right. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. so that that's another example of that. And, and we know that... I mean, we give Game of Thrones a lot of grief that last season, but overall, it's a good series. It had um, and, five and or I, six and I feel really, that I really good missed seasons. Out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I would have I would have missed out by not continuing on watching the rest of that. Um, so I'm hoping Vikings is the same way. Um, I, I dig some of the themes that they they wrestle with there, which is interesting and different stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I I've watched that. Um, watched some other shows. I watched Peppermint and Ava, which eh, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would I would rather rock, recommend Monster Hunter instead of them. Um, so not not much to report on that front. Um, yeah, I did get to watch. Uh, we talked about uh, watching the Princess Switched. I watched that. Oh yeah, did you for our, our holiday? Did show. you watch the sequel? I did not watch the sequel yet because okay. I watched it and. And talked about it a lot, and it was exciting, and and I and I kind of wanted to watch it today, but just been so busy mm. with Christmas stuff that I did not get to. I think, but I'm going to watch the sequel because the first one was so. Uh, I don't know how to say. What <laughs> word should I use on this? You you sort of live tweeted it for us in in Discord while you were watching it. <laughs> right. um, it's right. you know it's it's in there with uh, with um, oh what's the other one with Rose McIver? We watched all three of them. Christmas Prince. Christmas Prince. Um, yeah, they even talk about the Christmas Prince in this. Yeah, one. they have a sort of maybe shared universe, and that's what's sort of baffling, <laughs> amazing to me. Um, they're you know they're bad holiday rom coms that to me seem to be self aware. That's that's how I categorize sure. them. Got gotta be. I mean, I I don't. I mean, it it wasn't. This one wasn't. So we're talking about the Princess Switch. That's on Netflix yep. right now. Uh, it's a Netflix original. And, and I don't even know if I need to say the plot of this one. It's uh, t- two ladies. It's the Prince and the Popper. Uh, is it? Yeah, they switch. Yeah, so, Prince and the Popper, right? They switch so that they can experience each other's lives, blah, blah, blah. Sort of. Um, yeah, and some sort of thing. And um, and then hilarity ensues. There's love, and they find true love and, and everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, this one wasn't like egregiously bad when i so when i say it's bad like you say it's bad rom-com it is bad rom-com but it's not like goofy bad like some things are really really terrible where i can't it's so cringeworthy that you can't watch it this one was at least fun i felt it was fun the whole time yeah like it it went it went from scene to scene it never let you linger on (laughs) too bad corny stuff the the bad guy characters never went too far over the top Right, right right um it never got to be a stupid parody, you know. Right. It, it was totally, and it was paced well mm-hmm. enough for me to just enjoy it and have a good time. And then they would do, they would do all the little trope things. There's one little thing I, I even talked about. This one is that uh, the bad guy baker lady, who's again not like a major part of the show. She's just in it just a little bit mm-hmm. as like here we got an antagonist. Cuts the. Cuts the mixer <laughs> on the the baker's mixer, Cuts the right? Cord on Which her makes mixer, yeah. no sense that it ma- would make any difference, right? Uh, but that lasts five minutes, right? Like she does it, she does it. 
they have the baking contest the next day. Uh, it the the problem only happens for thirty seconds at most. They're like, "What are we going to do?" There is a cut cord. I will have to do it by hand, and then that's it, right? It didn't linger on this whole like we're building up on this really yeah. stupid Dramatic. premise. They just did a thing. It was cute, and they moved on. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's how a lot of the show was, and I and I enjoyed that. I it just made it enjoyable that they had all the tropes, but it was fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they didn't overdo that. So I enjoyed it. I, I, I'm glad that we got that little bit of a recommendation. Some of these can be really terrible, but mm-hmm. that one's really. So that the, I saw the the tag for the Princess Switch Two or whatever it's called switched again, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> they can switch again. Sure. I don't I don't know how it's gonna. I saw the premise of them like, oh, one guy fell out of love and they've got to fall back. And I don't know. Yeah. What they're doing. Yeah. I've, I've seen them both, but I, I sort of had them on while I was doing other things. So uh, <laughs> I might watch the. I was wrapping presents when, when this was on. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're, but it was, it was right in front of me. They, they, they seem great. like good, like, shows to give half your attention to. Right. The, and it's definitely one of those ones where they're all like perfect characters it's all good good looking characters mm-hmm. thankfully they're not all like 22 right which is, right which is good uh you know the the, the prince is a is a, a handsome prince and the the best friend is a hunky american guy and vanessa Hudgens is super cute and very charismatic and mm-hmm. well done hallmark slash netflix <laughs> right right <laughs> They're putting out several of these, and it's 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 working yeah. for them. The, uh, the sequel is this year. I think there's another movie this year called Holiday. Uh, Holiday. I've never okay. seen that one, but uh, um, one of our so our friends who who watches all these, she said it might be the Christmas Prince Four of this, since we're not getting an actual <laughs> Christmas Prince Four. Um, at least, man. So, some some of these, though, I, I said I think two's two's okay because you can hold the corny. We'll have to see if. You know, I, I don't think I could watch more than three in a series. Right, right. I think right. They'll they'll have two, to two would be. They'll good. have to do an Avengers. They'll have to do a, a team up to fight <laughs> off so to funny. fight off Jack Frost or something. Some kind of kind of thing. Oh man! All right. So we, well, um, we've got um, we've probably just got enough time for one of these, but um, yep. we reached the end of season two of The Mandalorian. Um, oh man! And the Mandalorian. B- okay. By the time this podcast comes out, it will be completely spoiled, and everyone will have talked it to death. But we're gonna yeah. talk about it a little bit here. So if you somehow have gotten all the way to whatever this is, December twenty eighth, and not seen all of season two of The Mandalorian, uh, definitely skip ahead because we're gonna we're gonna spoil the dark. Yeah, don't thing. don't even try to think about skimming. Yeah. Uh, so season two wrap. Uh, Holistically, I thought this season was excellent. Me as a Star Wars fan, I thought it was the best sure. of the two seasons. Um, primarily because it almost feels like it's it's doing now in hindsight um, what Dave Filoni tends to do with his animated series mm. is that early on in in the in the the series, it's very like light and episodic F- and fun stuff, and then. It's just, and he peppers it with enough like background lore or things to kind of maybe get you interested. And then each season progressively gets more like not episodic or more 
big story, sure, epic-y type involved things. So it's when you watch Rebels, you can't start in Rebels season three because you should watch season one, even though season one is just light and airy, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, and it kind of now that we see season two, it feels like it's getting much heavy into Mandalorian stuff and right. Mandalorian lore and the big picture of the criminal galaxy and all that things. So I, I, I dug it. I, I dug that stuff. Um, and we had, what do we have? We obviously we had the big reveal at the end. Yep. Which yep. was Luke Skywalker. That was cool. Coming, coming it's, yeah. it's cool. impressive that, and I think, uh, Mark Hamill said this, it's impressive that they managed not to spoil that until, 1201 Sunday night when the episode came out and it was all over the internet immediately. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they didn't get spoiled. That's crazy. It's pretty impressive. I, you know, just for me, I would have rather seen something else, whether that was Ahsoka comeback or a different unknown, you know, apprentice or something. You know, I don't know the universe that they're, you know, to like drop any names. Um, it just feels like the obvious choice. And I didn't love the CGI. I found it very distracting. But for sure, to demonstrate like the power of Jedi in this show that's not had, like aside from the little bits of force that we've seen um, the child mm-hmm. Baby Yoda do, um, we've got none mm-hmm. of that. And so to see this guy who's this badass fighter, right? We've seen for two whole seasons of him, you know, mm-hmm. like not easily right he's a little bit of a he's got a little bit of an indiana jones kind of thing where he gets through stuff by the skin of his teeth but he yeah. always does right like he gets through these things and you're like okay now there's this foe and we didn't really like we saw him fight one and that was basically it which was also kind of a but this was a this was the longest episode that we've seen um oh, is it yeah most of them were like 30 33 minutes and this one was a solid mm-hmm. like 44 or 45 and i felt like a lot of those minutes were just long tracking shots like i felt like it took forever for those dark troopers to boot up and i'm like you have time show us something cool like we get it the robots are cool i didn't need eight shots show like slow pans of the robots booting up but that's sure. fine like it's whatever you know they wanted yeah. to you know to demonstrate like how cool and then you know luke comes in you don't know who he is and he's just mowing these guys down it's like right. the and i'm sure this was intentional it's paralleled with the um darth vader scene at the end of rogue one right, right? you're like there's this yeah. whole thing and there are these guys and they're all you know locked in the cockpit there with um moff gideon yeah and you know they're they're getting ready to die and then and then there's there's backup, you know. Coming in. I, I will say from for my point, I mean, I couldn't have asked for it to be better. Sure. I, I will I will say Luke coming in was the best thing that could have happened. That just my own opinion. Sure. I, yes, having Ezra come in or having Ahsoka come in would have been great and fine and cool and worked and done all of its stuff. Um, but it just there's three Jedi that we know of out there. Um you know, maybe some more here and there, okay. but really three. And, um, we saw one of them already. Um, so, and, and the, the most powerful, most strongest out there is Luke Skywalker. Sure. Of course. So, so like it, it actually made total sense, but it was one of those that like, no, they would never do it because 
people who are non-Star Trek fans do do nothing but complain about that it's you know related to Star Wars. Uh, so we we thought that I think Star Wars guys. I talked to a couple of friends of mine who were big Star Wars friends this last week. Mm-hmm. Really didn't think that they would go ahead and 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 go ahead and give the fans that that kind of a bone, especially with this. Um, the CGI was fine. It it's funny because a lot of people thought that they put uh, his face de-aged onto the thing. It a- actually was Mark Hamill. Yeah, um, like a like a on, like a deep on the fake. Stage. I don't. It was not a deep fake. It was it was him and his like him and his actual face, and then they modified his face. Like when you watch Moff Tarkin on Rogue One, that's a different actor, and they deep faked his face onto him. And this mm. one, they just took Luke and used the de aging software like they did on uh, Kurt Russell or um, um, Downey Jr. Uh, Yes, yeah. right on on those things where they the age and it it just didn't look as good. I almost felt like it was um, uh, we get the TV version of the software, kind of like you get the you get the free version, yeah, the trial version, and then you get I, upgrade. I watched some video on this, and I don't know if it's accurate or just some some guy's speculation that said the the Moff Tarkin thing is like they built a model and put it over the the actor's mocap, like like Gollum or Thanos, yeah, and yeah. Where this is more like if you go, you know, on the GIF searches now and you find some of these famous scenes, but there's like somebody else's face on it, right? Like yeah. what we call deep fakes when they put, yeah, it's yeah. probably used most often to put celebrity heads on on adult films, right? Quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. Um, that it was that that it was that latter tech and not like they took Mark Hamill's face and put it over the actor instead of modeling, right? Uh, a new face but i mean it's fine which is not which is not what they did i i see i've seen um people do that like they they i've seen they've got videos online right now that you can go see side by side where they have that scene the scenes with him in okay. it and they they actually put a deep fake mark hamill over top of that like a, a young mark mm-hmm. hamill and and it, and it does look fantastic like the hmm. deep fakes look fan like really really fantastic compared okay. to what they did and and actually that whole take a step back there that's kind of sounds like I didn't like it. I, I will say it didn't disturb me one bit. It actually, for the longest time, granted, he's only in the show literally like five minutes mm-hmm. max um, when he sees his face at all. Right. Uh, that um, I thought that it was a different actor. I didn't think that it was actually them trying to make Mark yeah, Hamill at all. Looked, I just thought it was a It looked a so unlike him. And apparently there's a thing online where people want to see Sebastian Stan play Luke. Have you, have I've you actually heard about this. That. that was weird. Um, yeah, that's weird. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I've only heard about it like two days ago. But um, well, I, so I was talking. I was talking to my buddy Troy up in in um, near Chicago. For, he comes to the mm-hmm. uh, ICG con every year, and and then some other guys, some Anthony and some other fellow friends that are Star Wars fans, and we were talking about how we also you know didn't realize that that was a. a, a a thing that they were doing to de-age him that we just thought that it was literally a, a different actor. Cause it was so different than what actual Mark Hamill kind of looked like. Yeah. But I really, the definitely the, the feeling within all of us were we weren't bothered at all that it was a different actor, like, and not in the least bit. And if it was a different actor, we're cool with that. Like if they just had a guy that kind of looked like young Mark Hamill, that would have been fine. And nobody has any problems with, and like if they ever did a, a a Star Wars 
Skywalker story after Jedi that they were different actors. It it feels like um, Disney, not Disney or, or uh, Lucasfilm or whatever, kind of wants to, you know, you can't have a show without actually having Mark Hamill in there or Harrison Ford or like they already switched out Han Solo. And I think everybody was okay with that. Yeah. I think of the things people didn't like about Solo. I don't think the casting was one of them because that guy was fine. Yeah. He was fine. And I think a lot of the, yeah. And honestly, most Star Star Wars fans actually kind of liked Solo. Um, it, but that's, we're not going to go into that one. But anyway, the, the thing with that was that they totally could have had just a different actor come in there. And I think it would have been fine. He was just in there for five minutes. It made sense to the story. It made sense to the thing. It was okay. And Luke is not going to be in through the series. Right. Right. So, uh, that, so that leads that into my, my more important question, rather than talking about the CGI, which neither of us are experts on. Um, do you know or do you have thoughts or opinions on where the show is going from here? Yeah, I think that they're going to go to Mandalore. I think that's going to be... So you think the, I think the, that... the child arc is over, and now we're going to go yeah. into a sort of... Um, I almost said Game of Thrones. Like a, an ascendancy fight or something or a a sort of rebellion like whatever kind of state mandalore is in we've only gotten hints at i believe um yeah i you know bill burr said it's gone like alderaan but i assume that it was not blown up like alderaan um yeah i I, they may have said that whatever happened in one of the other cartoon series but i'm unaware of but i don't i don't know um it would have been probably rebels when you know I, i don't really know yeah the status of Mandalore, but I, I I do think that it's going that way. I think Bo-Katan will play be a major recurring character, if not like a, a regular from going on, and maybe the main antagonist, like she was in the right, right. other series. Is that's fine. Um, it, it's going to be. They'll have a lot more, you know, the stuff with. I'm sure they'll explore the stuff with like his cult sect or right. whatever that has right. the way. The way. Um, there's just so much of the Mandalorian like culture that they can mine. And really get into. And if you watched Filoni's, um, he his in his ser- previous series, he spent like entire seasons on Mandalore stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like he doesn't have a good feeling of um, what you know different stories can be told with just Mandalores because he he does it. He does. He's done it well. So that's where I think that'll go. And I also think that um, they will shift because right now the Mandalore's been up to this like. Like you said, broke down guy, barely kind of making it on the edge of the universe type thing. I think that they will continue with that with Boba Fett. They'll kind of have that, but with a criminal, you know, okay. more, more criminal. I know they, stuff. and if you're still listening, whatever, this is another spoiler. But um, mm-hmm. in the tag, they set up his, what I understand is going to be a one shot, like maybe a movie or a, you know, just like a special, maybe like a an hour I have no idea what it's going to be. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It's not a spinoff series, and it's or so it's not, or at least at the very least, it's not, um, it's not replacing Mandalorian. Like it is completely separate and in addition to, um, the Mandalorian. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, I I'm not sure what what I didn't know what it's going to be series or a movie or I know it's called Book of Boba Fett or something, um, which is. I mean, because they call they the Mandalorian, they're labeled by chapters, right? Like chapter four, yeah. chapter seven, or whatever. Um, so that's I did when they said book. I thought they were going to do a series, but I who knows? Um, I will say that uh, is it um, 
who's the the main the actress plays that his like cohort partner person um, um gina uh no not that one it's it's is it ming na oh ming na wen who ming na wen oh yeah, boba fett's cohort fantastic. yeah 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 she is fantastic and amazing and i'd love to see more of her and her character mm-hmm. and, with that and boba's you know ruthless and he's not he's not he's not the din dejarn mandalorian in any way right like he's din dejarn is honorable and has a way and has a heart right and makes right. moral choices and boba fett is not that yeah right yeah and which is which is great so they're they're, they're gonna let these two series or shows or separate kind of things exist and tell them differently which is cool i actually th- figured when they made the Mandalorian that they would just be trying to copy Boba Fett, but they did not. No, they, no. Yeah. He, he's not Boba Fett in any way. Um, and which was cool. Like when Boba Fett, um, Din and, uh, Bo-Katan kind of come off together when they're walking side by side or whatever, they are, those are three separate characters. Completely different. That, yeah. Yeah. They, and they give off when they kind of enter the room or whatever, you f- have different feelings. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when, um, was it uh, Bill Burr's character? Doesn't he see them all at one time or something? And he 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 sees the uh, Bo-Katan or something. And he, oh, he sees he's he sees Boba. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I thought you were another guy. Yeah. And then when you see the Mandalorian walk in, you get a totally different feeling. Right. 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 Yeah. So I I I dug it. I, I really 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 liked it. I, to close out the the end thoughts there is that um, Luke coming back. I. <laughs> It's, I watched this by myself. I hadn't watched with Sydney because she was at her mom's mm. yet. But I had not had a a feeling of Star Wars happiness that I haven't had at all since, like, episode seven. And, and I don't even know if I felt... Like, when they showed Luke at the end with giving... You know, Ray giving him the lightsaber at, on episode seven, I still didn't have the same feeling that I had when I watched this one. This one was more of a, a joy, happy excitement that... that the hero that I remembered in his full power awesomeness came in yeah. and gave me kind of what more I wanted to have since I was a kid. Yeah. And, and that was awesome. I mean, it's just, I don't know, I guess the parallel on other things would be to see Riker coming back and, and saying shields up and stuff, but that's <laughs> not the same either. Cause Riker's old. Right. 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 Uh, and like if you could see Riker, a young Riker again, being in charge of, you know, when he's in command of the Titan in, that would be amazing, right? Right. You'd have a different feeling. It's like the it's like the episode of Deep Space Nine where they go and they have old footage of um of the original series. They go back they right. go back in time to that episode, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um yeah. but no so that's like how I, that's how I like thought. Star Trek doesn't have heroes the way that the way that Star Wars does. Like you would never see yeah. I mean, Kirk got in a lot of fist fights, but you would not see him get in a fist fight and have it be um i guess the closest version if we want to you know because we can't help but compare these two franchises is when the enterprise in abram's first 2009 star wars movie does cool stuff like when they show up at the end and like the music goes and they blast the guys it's the ship it's it's not exactly the same sort of in the way that this cgi luke was not is not you know 20 year old mark hamill but right. it looks like the ship, right? Like the the um, pylons up to the nacelles are still sh- straight, you know, on a diagonal. Right. They're not, 
you know, it's not a big flat or a longer, you know, it's not the Enterprise D, it's not the Enterprise E. It's pretty close to the original Enterprise and it's doing cool stuff. So, yeah, yeah I get yeah. that. I, I, sure. I agree with it. Yeah, it's funny now that you, you mentioned that. I, I totally agree with, you know, we've said before about that ship being part of the cast. Um, and it, that feeling that you had in that moment that you talked about it referenced in the Abrams and when it comes in and, you know, it's the Enterprise and it comes in and shoots and plays the music um, was for Star Wars. He was similar in the same way that when they showed the Millennium Falcon and for the first time in episode seven. Yeah. And she's like, that hunk of junk. And then you see it and all of a sudden you have this feeling of like, wow, majesty of what it is. There it is. When, and then when he immediately goes into an action. Yeah. Scene when he comes out of hyperspace, because there's that whole like I watched it with my whole family this this season finale. Yeah. And we're like, oh, it's time here's here's the time here's when the backup comes here's where you know yeah. that stupid in rise of skywalker with a million deaths uh, uh star destroyers thing happens or the original uh you know han coming back in in a new hope and i'm like yeah. i'm like who is it is it boba fett come back with his uh mm -hmm. slave one or whatever and it's yeah. it's not him and then i had a split second of like is it somehow the millennium falcon i mean yeah. there's no i mean there's it could there's be. it, could, at, have it been, could have been just as easily as what happened like we've not gotten yeah. any hints uh that this was yeah. i mean ex except for they did that in the recap like when he went to the temple like who did he reach out to yeah he reached out to somebody he reached out to somebody and, a jet over here. and right. um you know and it wasn't but i did have that moment all right so I, yeah I, and, and i i didn't believe it was it, it gave me time when he was mowing down those things to as a fan, again, a, a childhood fan of Luke Skywalker, right, I, I right. cannot tell you of anyone who has been more of an influential, influential hero in my childhood throughout my entire and most of my life than the character of Luke Skywalker. Mm. And and to to have him come in and you think, oh, maybe it's him. Right. Oh, he's that looks like him. Oh, it it's got a hand like like it gave a good five minutes of yeah. That's of my lead up my, to my sisters were way. doing that too. And isn't there a thing? I feel like you would definitely know this, but isn't there some kind of rule for the color, aside from, you know, the whole crystals thing, if you've played the video games, but a rule for mm -hmm. the colors of the lightsabers? There is. It kind of like re responds, but there's several colors of, of lightsabers yeah. that, that are out there. But but I know at this time, no one else that we know of had a green. Right. So I saw the green and we um, were like, oh, is it the green? And then like he crushes one of the droids with the force and you're like, um maybe right right he's, it was very much like a almost like a, a darth he's Vader wearing the hood movie. and then like one of my sisters said the thing about the glove and and somebody else was like he's got gloves on both hands it doesn't mean anything and then you know <laughs> right before you see the one gloved hand and one bare hand and you're like oh yeah, yeah. It, it was just it was it for for again a big fan it gave me something that at a season ending finale type thing so good and we all love Gro grogu and we all love you know, Din Djarin, we love all of these characters that are out happening, all this stuff going on. And to see them interacting with this big type other thing, because, you know, we love the Mandalorian story and it's big mm -hmm. and it's stuff and it's handling with small and big. Um, they're fighting the Empire, too. And then to see them connected in a connected tissue type sure. thing. It's just like it's just like seeing Tony Stark appearing in a Spider-Man movie when he's not the main part, but it ties it together. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it makes you feel that like connectedness of these characters and this stuff. And even though I'm not watching 
a Luke Skywalker, and I don't want to watch a Skywalker story with Mandalorian. It is a nice connecting thing between between that kind of stuff. And then I'm still excited for watching the Mandalorian and what it's going to happen in the next season, all the things. And I don't have any expectation to see any connection to Skywalkers. Yeah. In any that's, way. that's a, or, that's a thing. I, and I, I don't know if I said this on the air, but our, one of our friends said they were more interested in the, the baby Yoda slash Jedi story than whatever the Mandalorian story is or, uh, oh, and I, I had never been asked that question. And so I thought about it and I said, boy, I'm, I'm definitely the complete opposite. And so I'm glad to have this story wrapped up in a satisfying way. I was kind of worried after the episode, um, the the tragedy is that what it's called? Um, when when he yeah. when he gets kidnapped. Uh, oh yeah, Grogu. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and my thought definitely went like, oh, he's he's going to become a Sith. Like, there's he has too much fear. Yeah. in him. Right. right now it's 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 too late right um uh for the training thing and we don't i mean who knows somewhere down the line it could get tied in in some other way but for the purposes of this show that arc is is done is tied up yeah. and now we're going to go yeah. forward with this stuff about what's the deal with dinjarn's uh order or his child of the watch whatever they're called um yeah. kind of thing and that all could be is is very interesting and, that, and that's interesting and cool and and i think that the longer you go without addressing the because the skywalker story isn't just about the skywalkers it's also about the republic right the new republic and the empire that's the core of what's happening in the big picture of the galaxy at that time and you can't escape it and it's like if you don't talk about it the longer you don't talk about it at all then it becomes the one the big elephant in the room that everybody's can't yeah. not see yeah you know, and and so this way you get to see it. You get to know that yes, they are there. Yes, that's it's a thing. If you get to the, be an ultimate force user power thing, yeah, you're going to run into Luke Skywalker because that's the biggest thing in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. But you know, to to not say that would be just as bad as as you know not addressing it. So this was good. It was very satisfying. I'm I'm very happy with it. It's it's nice to see that we're going to get a couple different shows. Obviously, the Book of Boba. Um, I hear that they're putting out a new republic um show which i'm not entirely excited about that one but you know we'll see it, it i guess they said well it you, has to do with things like those x-wing pilots yeah, i'm you, like I, you, I didn't like you don't want to see x-wing cops i don't want to see like 55 year old x-wing <laughs> cops like it just doesn't it was not interesting it, they're fine they're, they're, but you they're know out on the rim right like the the young hotshots yeah. they need in the in the central systems and Coruscant and whatever right. like, and and a lot of people like I don't uh, know anything um, about any of that stuff. The 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 Marshall lady, what Gina mm-hmm. Car- Gina Carino, I, I want to say Carino. Yeah, that's her, I thought of that character. earlier when you were saying something about Arnold Schwarzenegger and and Dwayne Johnson sure. uh, acting. Somebody, my brother, somebody said something about her her delivering lines, and I said, well. It took a long time for Dwayne Johnson to become a good actor. So, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I've heard I've heard almost the opposite. People are like she's such a good actress and she's such a good like I haven't really felt that myself. I yeah. felt she's just she's just okay, guys. So, some mo- right? some she's moments cool. are good, right? Yeah. She, I mean, yeah. she's probably better than either Arnold or or The Rock when they started. Probably. Um, but that's and, a low bar to clear. She, 
I'm, I'm, and the weird thing about picking her as a lead in, in, in another show is that I don't feel that she's a lead. No, I don't feel. No. I think she's a great like another character on the team. She's a, a Chewy or a uh, an R two, but I don't know if she's you know interesting enough to get a whole or shown me any interest to, to get a whole I, thing. I agree, it Boba. Would, Boba, I do. It would but. be like if the and yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that one without Mina Wen. And even then, they need a couple more characters to play off of. Um, yeah. I mean, just like, yeah, just like this show, like if you did not have, um, extra quippy, funny characters, you know, if you didn't have, um, um, uh, shoot, what's his name? Not Chris Christopherson. Um, the other guy, you know, saying I've spoken, right. You've oh, got yeah. a guy with a Nick, helmet, uh, Nick Nolte, Nick Nolte. Yeah. You've got, um, you've got a guy with a helmet on all the time. Like, even if yeah. it doesn't matter how well he can act, like he can't emote more than moving the helmet around. Um, yeah. And, and it's, yeah, it's like you wouldn't do a whole show about um, Bill Burr's character. Right. It's the right. same reason they do, on, on discovery. They don't have um, Tig in every episode. Right. She comes back yeah. every so often to do some funny scenes. Cause if you put her in every episode, it, it, it would get, it would stop being funny and entertaining and cool, and it would just get annoying. Yeah, and and I'm I'm wondering how this character, I, yeah, I mean I'll give him always a chance. They they have they've taken some good things that I didn't think are possible, and see how it goes. But you know, it's weird that they would pick these ones because they there's a lot of other things that I could follow through with. Yeah, you, you mentioned Bill Burr's character. After the last one I saw, he's at least a little bit more interesting than than some. Oh of the yeah, ones, he's but. he's redeemed from uh his his episode in season one i think yeah he's got at least some a pirate a pirate kind of i mean him showing up in the boba thing would be kind of nice sure sure I, I think i think that that would be some some sensing uh i will so here I'll, we'll let we're running a little over time here i'll just i'll ask you this last question then we can go um so he took off his helmet at the end of this we're still in spoilers sorry if you're skipping ahead um, he took off his helmet at the end of this last episode, right? Because you yeah. know, he loves Baby Yoda yeah. and, and he just wants to express that. And we that what an episode or two before he had this whole issue where he, he's gotten over this helmet thing. And we also find out in the series that it's not a full Mandalorian thing to keep take your keep your mm-hmm. helmet on. That's just like who he was raised by. So yeah. the question comes is does he need to have his helmet on all the time from now on out? I'll couple that. So the question actually is going to be, do you think he'll wear it from now on or, or, or take it off more regularly like Boba does or Bo-Katan? I'll, I'll add to that before you answer is that I just watched yesterday uh, uh, an interview with Pedro Pascal, the guy that plays mm-hmm. uh, Boba Fett. And, no. and we've kind of no. given him some shade because he Din. only does voice work and doesn't do, do the acting. Din Djarin. Uh, you said Boba Fett. Um, Go on. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, Dan Dijon. He does. He, We're right. going to get angry letters. Yes. I, I think that, um, so we've given him a lot of shade for just doing the voice and not the, not the, like the acting. I only given up, we even said like, oh, he could just contractually obligated, you know, one scene. Uh, but watching this interview, so he talks about when he got called in um, to talk about the Star Wars, this whole thing. And he evidently was, he's my age, evidently, he's 45, and he is a lifelong Star Wars fanatic who has grew up with them, just like he said, you know, 
Luke Skywalker's my hero. He's the thing that I always have. I had all the toys that I could possibly get my hands on at all. And throughout my life, I've watched everything with stuff. So when I got called in for a Star Wars meeting, I was like, this is amazing. And he said he saw all the the artwork and the storyboards around him. And he was like, oh, man, I'm so excited. Do I get to be that droid? Can I be this alien guy with the frog thing? Um, and then they said, no, we'd like you to be the Mandalorian. He, and he, the look on his face when he's telling the story is like just utter thank you, dear God, for the moment in my life where I can do something that I've always wanted to do since a kid. <laughs> right. Uh, so now that you know that, um, do you think that he will sign on for this is like now a full on this is my my deal and they'll start showing his face more? I mean, those are two different questions. Uh, I think I think <laughs> yes to both. I mean, I read a sort of clickbaity thing, and I've talked about this on the show before, that like he was kind of, you know, whatever, however this was described. Like, you know, he wanted more FaceTime regarded and was sort of pushing for that. And, you know, whoever oh, okay, else was yeah. like, sure. yeah, but we have this character. It's written this way. Like, you knew that when you signed up kind of thing. And yeah. they're... Yeah moving the story in a way where that could definitely happen. And he has this sort of crisis of faith, um, um, as it were. So, yeah, I think, man, Bill Barr even says that, right. He, or Burr or whatever. He's really, he's really pushing that, that crisis of faith. Yeah. Point. Yeah. He, I mean, he says the whole, like, Oh, it's only a, only until it goes so far. Right. Right. Until you, you know, you have your beliefs until you're, until you're up against it. Like how far will you go before, you give up on on those principles, that sort of slippery slope argument. Okay, well, right. I did want to ask, and we've, again, yeah. went, went way over here, but um, would I like any of those cartoons? There are two of them, right? Rebels and, yeah. and Clone yeah. Wars? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so... I don't know. I, I let let me let me get back to that because I have that has to think because I, I don't want to wreck. I I want my initial response would be say no. Okay. Um, and and the reason I say that is for the reason that I have a hard time recommending them because I just said earlier that uh, I don't think they get interesting until a couple seasons in both of them, uh, and then from then on they're fantastic. Mm. Uh, but I also I can't, can't tell you to skip there. some. I I almost. That's why I said I want to I want to wait a second because I I actually myself want to go back and watch like Clone Wars, um, but I I don't want to watch it all. So mm. I think I'm going to start from like season three and see if it's good, right. right? And then I'll tell you like oh that's a good one. Or same thing with Rebels. Like I got bored with Rebels in the first season, okay. but then I watched like season three and it was fantastic. Finally they were doing stuff. Uh, so I, I bet you could just skip. I some people are can poo poo that all they want, but I bet you you could probably watch uh, like three seasons of clone wars and i should probably just put that together for you like here's three seasons of clone wars to watch like um, like piecemeal and, like a couple yeah, episodes like each, like, each like watch, i mean i have nothing against that yeah. obviously in i mean not, i don't have any i have just because i have more affection for star trek doesn't mean i have less for stars it's just not my love um yeah. i did that with voyager and d space nine so i have no problem whatsoever with yeah. you know just watching a sort of uh, cherry picked episode list. Um, and I, well, the, the, somebody the, has done that. If that's a thing, I'm sure like, like clone wars has just, uh, you know, the episodes are, are background stuff, right? They're, like you'll meet maybe a, a character that's a side character, but the story itself is not that interesting. You just meet a character. And then that, that character later on is, is big. Like seven episodes later, they have a three story arc with that character. Mm. But 
you know, you could you could argue that, oh, you should watch that one where they first introduce him, but really you don't need to, right? So I think you should, and that's how they do. They're like three story arc type things out of uh, 20 episodes. So why do, I don't think there's reason to watch 20 episodes when three are the only ones that really matter in a long story form type thing. Um, so that one I think would uh, be like that one. And then, then if you could watch just those cherry picked episodes of uh, Clone Wars, um, it would make watching season two forward of Rebels, cons- all of it considerably better. Okay. Like then, then you can be like, oh, I, I love season two, three, and four of, or I think there's only three seasons of Rebels, um, and really, really enjoy those. So, yeah, let me get back to you with a, a list on that. Um, I also say that I can't stand the animation in any of them. I have a real hard time with the yeah. Andrew, Andrew played a little bit of one that I think was actually in a later like where the story arc starts to get really good, and I didn't realize that at first. Like I as as we're watching, I was like, "Oh, this is whatever this is. This is real bad." Um, I hate it. I I can't stand it. I don't even think it's like they didn't use mocap at all. They just like let computer programmers just, just try CG animation. So bad. I, I and I and and it's it's definitely one of those if you can't get you know how there's some anime that that we watch that like like Dragon Prince for example that you just can't you yourself personally can't get over an animation sure. style and 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 that doesn't mean that the show's not bad or not good or that whatever it's just you just that's something that you can't let go right yeah. and I kind of have a problem with that like same I can't thing. keep up I can't keep up with the story that's happening because I'm so put off by the graphics the the animation yeah and this one style. these two series is have that and i think everyone who's watched it who loves it somehow we're able to like after three episodes be like yeah i'm fine with that right and and get past that so yeah let me let me look for a list and we can see because i haven't watched them either and i don't want to watch all whatever seasons of clone wars um i know that some of them are terrible that i that i hated maybe i should watch some good ones okay cool Mandalorian. yeah check check on that and, and let me know all right. So next week we'll talk about Willow. We were going to talk about that oh, this week. Yeah. We'll I forgot we week. had a movie we watched. We watched George Lucas's <laughs> Lord of the Rings, as I called it, and we we watched yeah, that. That's, that's proper properly. Said. I'm annoyed we for, or Star we Wars Lord of the Rings. Had, very yeah, much. Very. Very Star Wars. Uh, I, I will say as a preface to that next week, I not until this time watching it did I realize how much like Star Wars that show is. Like I yeah I. Clearly, the get I, I watched it with with uh, my siblings, and there were several times like like he does something, uh, Val Kilmer does something, and uh, Sarah goes, "Some princess," and like <laughs> he does, you know, she does something else, the whole time. something else, and I'm like, "Somebody has to save our skins." Like it's, I know, it's I know, so, I, totally. I, I could not like once I had that thought, I could not picture. I could not help but picturing Harrison Ford delivering all of Val Kilmer's lines. All of the lines. Yeah. 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 I mean, even somewhat Willow and Luke in the same way. They're just like, he's just, he's literally a farm guy. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we'll talk about it next week, but man. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. All right. You've been listening to The Front Porches, episode 174. Uh, thanks, as always, to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Uh, Fox said he mm-hmm. name-dropped us last time, so we'll have to go and listen to that episode. Okay. I'm behind on my podcast. 
Uh, if you have questions, comments, feedback, suggestions for movies, terrible holiday rom-coms that we should watch, um, you can reach us via our website, frontporchpodcast.com. Use the contact forms there. Or if you're old school and you want to email us, that address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. If you enjoy The Front Porch, please consider subscribing on Overcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found. As always, thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the front porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.